this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. I guess it is. I guess it's pretty okay. It's just... Oh, man. It's just... They did E3, and Nintendo did its thing. They got out there, and they said, Mario's back. He's jumping around. All your friends are here. They said, Mario, Yoshi, his dinosaur friend, the big monkey, Donkey Kong, uh, even the evil one, Wario. They had, But no Animal Crossing again, and so I guess I'm just feeling a little aimless. They said, Rachel, you get your husband for one more year. Yeah, they sort of commuted my sentence, and so I'm just sitting here trying to think of... I'm trying to remember, I guess, how other people get excited about things. Hey, you know what you could do? Oh, yeah. You know how you like to, in the game, you like to fish and get apples and stuff? Oh, yeah. You could do that in the real life. Yeah, I could go get apples and f- uh, fish. Mm-hmm. And they do other stuff, too, though. Like, sometimes your house gets dirty and you have to, like, press buttons to clean it up. And it's oh, like... Oh, you could do that, too. No, that sounds miserable. It's a problem. I like doing it in the game because that house is more important than my real house. <laughs> No, I guess I'm just like, uh, one year without happiness, I guess. Another, yeah, I know, without anything to be happy about. But I've had five in a row so far since they did the last one. So I guess I'll just keep powering through and putting on a brave face, a fake Mm -hmm. face, a fake smile when you know behind it. (laughs) I just think of all my friends. This podcast must be difficult for you to do. Oh, it's so hard. Speaking of... <laughs> this is going to be a weird episode. Um, we we had kind of a busy weekend, and then I am leaving to go on tour tomorrow, and I have been slam jammed getting all the stuff ready uh, for the tour and the usual podcast stuff. So this episode is going to be a little bit weird. Uh, Rachel and I were texting each other this afternoon, like, "Hey, I don't think I'm going to be able to do a whole episode." And so what we've settled on here is. A little special. Maybe if we pivot and call it a special, people will think it's very yeah. special. Um, what are we doing this this week? We are currently calling it, I believe, a summer spectacular. A summer preview. I like a bit summer better because it's not quite summer yet, but we're really looking also forward to it. leaves room if we want to do a summer spectacular yes, later. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so this is like the build up to it. And then we're going to live tweet the whole summer and just talk about some of our favorite summer stuff, kind of like we did on the Thanksgiving episode. But no need to make these things compete. Doesn't always have to be a, you know, a big battle royale. Sometimes you can just appreciate a lot of different things. Before we do that, though, you got any small wonders? I do, actually. Oh, good. And this is kind of summer-themed. Okay. It happened very recently. Okay. Uh, the Stanley Cup was awarded. Hey, the Stanley Cup was given to the best. I love the idea of it being awarded. We've looked at all the hockey team's performances, and there was one that really stood out. I mean, isn't that kind of what the playoffs is? Yeah, that's probably <laughs> fair. The cool thing about the Stanley Cup, so it's been around since 1907, uh, and more or less every year since it was awarded, with the exception of a few off years, they engrave the name of the winning team, each individual player on the cup. How do you future proof that? Because it seems like they're going to hit a point where it's like, shoot. They well. add a ring every year. Oh. So you know how it looks kind of like a layer cake? Yeah. Well, they don't add a ring every year. But every time they run out of space, they add another ring to the bottom. So I'm just saying a hundred years from now, it's going to look like some sort of cyber giraffe. <laughs> uh currently it is 35 inches tall and it weighs 34 pounds. Well, I could lift that up. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. When they win, they all skate around the ice. By the way, the Washington Capitals won this year. Yeah, apparently it was a pretty wild series, right? They haven't won in, what, like 40 years or something? And they were up against the other team? The and other that's team. Cool. Yeah, the other one. And they wanted to win it really badly, too. But I think it was Vegas. I really wish they both could have won it. I really wish they could have cut it in half, the big trophy with the lightsaber or something, mm-hmm. and both got to take home a little piece of it. But nobody answers my emails over there at the NHL. <laughs> um, What's I, yours? Yeah, I had a couple, but my computer died. And I can't remember the things I'm grateful for without the help of, oh, chicken pot pie. <laughs> chicken pot pie is good. It's creamy. It's got all the stuff you need in and it. Flaky. Flaky. It's got pie crust. It's wild how like on point they were. Um, also, during the Nintendo press conference, they did announce the new Smash Brothers game, and it's going to have every Smash Brothers competitor who's ever been in Smash Brothers, which is deeply exciting for me. It's like 65 Ooh. fucking playable characters. All my friends are back. Snake, Pokemon Trainer, Olimar, the whole gang is here. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario and Wario, his best friend. And, uh, yeah, I was excited about that. It helped sort of soothe the horrible burn. Oh, I'm thinking about it again. Ah, oh, shit. I'm sorry. Let's get started talking about that summer season. Summer's yeah. a season that comes with, we didn't do much research. Summer's a season that comes between spring and fall. And it is actually Italian, the word summer, and it means the hot ones. <laughs> June 21st is when it starts, right? We look yes, that up. Yes, with the, either the equinox or the solstice. I think it's the equinox. I heard that you can balance an egg. Yeah, we all saw that episode of West Wing. For summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And squirt guns are illegal the other nine months of the year. But then the summer, you get basically the purge. But with gun, uh, water guns. So do you want to start? What's your first thing? It's actually, it's your turn to start Griffin McElroy. I know, but we're not. We're gonna just doing this one loosey goosey. What if we both start at the same time? That's nothing. I want to talk about a playlist that I have developed on Spotify for a legally mandated Spotify discussion uh, that I titled "Your Grilling One." It's called Grilling Time. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> grilling Time is a playlist that I concocted. I want to say back in like 2014 or something I feel like, like that. Yeah, you've had it for oh a my very god. long time. Oh my god! I just looked and I could see the dates. This thing was birthed May 20th, 2012. I was gonna say, I think this it was is before a we six-year-old playlist. So we were living in our very first house together. And I made this when uh, we lived in, a, in that house and we had some friends over to yeah. grill. And I wanted just some of that good time music that we could all listen to and make meat hot. And what I ended up with was my masterpiece, my magnum opus. Oh, it's so good. This thing has followed me. It's uh, Right now it's 38 tracks long. I think I've probably slapped a couple more on there as time's gone on. Uh, and it is just sort of, uh, I, there was no science behind the creation it's of this thing. It's kind of was, a tribute, I might say, to your father. Yes. And so it should no, come as no surprise that whenever, um, whenever we do live shows, uh, and we do an adventure zone, we pre-sign a, a, a number of posters beforehand yeah. because we all travel with our families and stuff now. So we don't really do that, the after show meet and greets anymore, but we want to make sure that folks get, you know, some signed, signed stuff. So we pre-sign before the show. And, uh, when we're do that, when we do that, I have sort of become the unofficial DJ, but that's just because most of the time I throw on grilling time and my dad <laughs> just like gets down to these jams that I picked more or less like on a whim, but they are like perfect old timey good time jams. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about Jim Croce, talking about Chicago, Earth, Wind and Fire. 
little bit of uh, Pure Prairie League in there. I mean, it's Amy. I don't think Pure Prairie League had another song. Um, Doobie Brothers, of course, are in the mix. Uh, Paul Simon's in there. Got some Hall & Oates in there. Uh, got some Steely Dan in there. Uh, it's, it's, as your dad calls the Dan. The Dan is in there. Got some Fleetwood in there. Got some Crosby in there and his friend Stills and their other friend Nash. Uh, is Young in there? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So minus a friend. But, uh, yeah, this, this playlist, man, you throw it on when you're having fun outside and, uh, it just really, it gets into you. It gets into you, whether you're outside or whether you're signing posters before the podcast live show you're about to do. <laughs> do you want to play a sample of any of those? I mean, do you want me to play a sample of Pure Prairie League's Amy? Yes, for sure. It's I summer. mean, I could just sing it. It's summer after I all. can't see why you think you belong to me. <laughs> I never thought let you think one thing for yourself. That's not right. But it, then it's like, hey, me. Can you harmonize with me? Oh, God. I knew you were going to ask me to do this. Hey, it's up here. It's up here. Hey, me. I got my eyes closed. Cause- That's Amy's landlord coming to collect the rent. <laughs> Amy, it's that time again. What you going to do? Um, what's the your rent is due. <laughs> and the rent is due. Probably would have worked better on the second part. Um. So, what's your first summertime? Oh, you love this. Oh, sorry, I can always go. tell when Rachel's winding no, up. I'm still working. <laughs> you got until the second, and you know it's the third. That's really good. <laughs> what's your first summertime? I want to keep. I want to keep going. I think. I know, but we. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a shorter episode, but maybe it may be our longest yet, because we've just apparently created the greatest character in Saturday Night Live history. <laughs> Amy's landlord. Amy's landlord. <laughs> Cramy. Not Kramer. Don't. It's a different. My wonderful thing this week is tubing. Tubing. I, yes. I got excited for this. I have gone tubing at least once every summer, sometimes twice since I moved to Texas. So tubing is very popular in central Texas because there are a lot more rivers uh, than you would expect. Yeah, there's a lot more water and greenery in Central mm-hmm. Texas. Uh, and so uh, I did a little research on the history of tubing, Ooh. which I'll go through very briefly. I did not know we were going to do that for the summertime episode. <laughs> it's very quick. There isn't a lot, as you can imagine, on the history of tubing, because uh, it's very difficult to write the history when you're on a tube. That's a good point, babe. There's <laughs> <laughs> Especially old-timey scholars and stuff with their ink and yeah. in their... Uh, in the little bottle and their quill and the quill gets, you know, so much damp parchment, a lot of dampness. Uh, so in the July 21st, 1941 issue of life magazine, there was a photo essay, uh, highlighting a very specific example of tubing to tubing, huh? Which is what they used to call tubing. It's what, uh, Laura Croft calls tomb rating, <laughs> uh, just to keep it short. Uh, there's a photo essay from Somerset, Wisconsin, where a man named David Brault, who was the owner of the Terrence Nightclub, uh, got 200 people inner tubes and they floated down the river. Uh, and after about 45 minutes, they came to the stopping point where the nightclub truck would pick them up and bring them back to the starting point. 
is this at night or is this just a nightclub function? Nightclub function. Okay, because it made he made it sound like they would just get like you know torn torn up to the next level and then <laughs> head down to the river, which seems like a horrible idea. Uh, the club provided the tubes for free, and uh, his business multiplied by three since they began doing the, the tube adventure. Uh, and there's also uh, in Time Magazine. Uh, in the 60s, they referenced a, a princess in Thailand who they said was the inventor of the sport of tubing. A sport, huh? We're calling that one a sport. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sports Illustrated actually did a story on this. Uh, the princess bought 100 tubes for her country estate and invited her friends to join her in riding them down a river. Uh, and then I guess somehow the, the Siamese like TV network picked up the story and people began flocking to uh, her land to uh, join in. And so she ended up charging. This is what I think is interesting. <laughs> uh, she ended up charging what amounts to 25 cents uh, to enter the estate and then another five to rent a tube. Which I just think is fascinating. This is like, this is in like the 1960s, but they're already like the business plan yeah. is set. Came together very um, quickly. Because my experience with tubing now is very similar in that you pay for the shuttle and you pay for the tube. I do wish we had one here in Austin. It's it's kind of a bummer to drive like 45 minutes to get down to what, like New Braunfels or one yeah, of the places. Yeah, so the, the San Marcos River is a good one. Mm -hmm. um, and the Kamal River is a good one. They're both fed by springs, uh, which means that it's always about 72 degrees in there. And I wanted to quickly give you some tubing lingo I wasn't aware of. Oh boy, tubing lingo. Uh, so what would you call a tube... Uh, that doesn't have a hole in the bottom. Pretty good tube. A biscuit. Oh, oh, you meant like a, a, a hole for a body to go in, not like a puncture wound. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and then a tube with a hole in it? A donut. Exactly. That's an easy one. <laughs> uh, here's something I didn't know. What do you think cubing is? Cubing? Mm-hmm. It's where you float on down the river in a giant cube. It's the most dangerous form of water uh, activity you could think of. It's the act of tubing down a river alongside a beer keg located inside another inner tube. Okay. These aren't in the dictionary, right? This is something you <laughs> found so. on uh, some no, like fraternity is, Facebook page. This is what I found in my research. Um, what about when you have a group of two or more tubes Floating together, often joined with rope. Uh, dangerous. Flotilla. A flotilla, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what about when you get to a point where you have to exit your tube and walk because of low water? <sighs> Real buzzkill. Portage. Okay. That one sounds a little too nautical for my taste. The other ones were kind of fun, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like a cool skateboard guy came up with them, but that one sounds like a sort of maritime lawyer. Uh, so I never did tubing before I moved here. No. Um, but one of my favorite things to do now, cause there, I mean, one that I really like is three hours long. Yeah, sure. And so you get like a bottle of wine, you put it in a water bottle. Or two bottles of wine in two water bottles. That was the worst fucking day of my life. 
<laughs> it was the best day of my life, the worst night and following day of my life. You float for a very, very long time. Yeah. And, and you just catch up with your butts. Mm-hmm. And maybe you run into other tubers that got some got some tunes going. Yeah. And then you watch them get kicked out because that's not allowed. You can have tunes. Not in like a big one. One time super we passed by a flotilla of easily 70 college students. And in the center of it, I swear to God, was a raft with a huge boom box in the shape of like an old timey robot. Yes. And immediately like the cops like rolled up to the shore like, no, you're yeah. going to we're going to need to kill that robot. And then it, there was sort of a reverse Terminator situation where all of them were trying to defend it. And uh, they probably all went to jail, but didn't stick around for how that one resolved. Um, I don't know why I said yeah earlier, by the way, when you said I'd never gone tubing. Cause Had I, you? Well, I mean, oh, we did the New River got, Gorge and we really did like whitewater it, right? rafting. Yeah, I went whitewater rafting with my friend Tanner and his family and uh, sunscreened it up because I knew it was going to be a five and a half hour trip down the uh, lower new. And uh, in single single serve sort of uh, kayak situation, had a great time. Except my legs were exposed, and I forgot to sunscreen those up. Which, please do not lecture me about sunscreen. You're talking to the wrong person. Of course, I know about that. Except for that one day, I for, kind of forgot my legs were part of my body, yeah. and uh, we had a nice long trip to Green Bank and Hillsborough planned. But the problem is, I couldn't move my legs for a week because they hurt so bad. Tanner fucked up too, so we just sat on the couch and played. And he, NFL 2K1 and just sort of allowed allowed down. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited. My one of my friends is coming into town. Are y'all going floating? I would think that is the plan. Yeah. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, do you mind if I steal you away real quick though? Please do. The mountain is high. I was just looking. I wanted to do the home improvement sound, but I still have grilling time open on my computer, and I saw a free ride um, by the Edgar Winter Group on there. So you can mash up. You wanna? Oh yeah. That had kind of a Jay Giles band feel to it that I did not like it though. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Styles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. 
but wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> is factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. You want to hear some Jumbatrons? Yes. Here's one. It's for Jenny. Come on down. It's from Nadia, Tab, Stephanie, and M, who say, happy birthday. Oh, man. Dirty bridge goblin. Hmm. Maybe it's something the kids are saying. You mean the world to us, and most of us wouldn't be alive to type this right now without you. You're the smartest and prettiest lesbian slash linguist slash movie director director slash nerd out there and you're going to get so far in life we love you so much jennifer p.s maybe by the time they get to this your fist movie will be out fist movie Hmm. few interpretations for that maybe it's like a deadpool thing what do you mean because deadpool um fights oh yeah with his fists maybe that's what it meant he probably does the other one too because he's deadpool and he's like so out there. Oh. Here's a here's a message for Maddie, and it's from Maddie, a different one. <laughs> says, <laughs> a happy birthday to you, Mirror Twin. I couldn't ask for a funnier, kinder, or smarter best friend, and I love you very much. Here's to many more years of snapping each other videos of our dumb pets, sending international mail, and overanalyzing our crush's social media posts. I hope you're having a wonderful day on your birthday or whenever this gets read. And they wanted it in April, so it's not the birthday, but it is almost Arbor Day. When's Arbor Day? The one coming up soon, Arbor Day. Anybody got an eye on Arbor Day? It's probably in the fall, not middle summer. So we'll just say here, President's Day? Nope. July 4th. July 4th is about as good as we're going to get, I think. (laughs) Hey, this is John Roderick of America. I know that guy. He also made the theme song for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. And you've teamed up with uh, your friend Adam and a uh, guy you also know, Ben Harrison. Hey, That's me. you're my friend. Uh, and we make a uh, war movie podcast called Friendly Fire. Now, you may be turned off by the premise right then and there, but you would be wrong. <laughs> well, it's because it's about so much more than war or war films. War movies are also a great window into filmmaking and the way our culture thinks of itself and other cultures think of themselves. So listen to Friendly Fire on MaximumFun.org every Friday or get it wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Summertime, summertime, summertime. You want to just like burn through some summertime topics? Yes. Maybe, Maybe we go back and forth. Okay. And then if we hit on something exciting, yeah, 
that we just spend a little time there. I mean, I've got here Bud Light, uh, and it says this, Bud Light Orange. So you know from our pilot episode about Bud Light Lime. Uh, it's the Beach Is Potion. Is there an orange? There's a new one, Bud Light Orange. No, that sounds bad. Have you had that? I haven't, but I don't know why you're not joining me in the You've warm You've already embrace. decided it's wonderful? It's probably it? pretty good. How could you fuck that up? It's Bud Light Orange. They Are, got Bud Light Lime. Perfect. I don't know why you're doubting that they would do orange Are you better. thinking like a blue moon kind of orange slice flavor? I'm thinking sort of a mix between, if you can imagine this, oh. Bud Light and Tang. Who? But you drink this on the beach and it would probably still be pretty good. I don't Bud Light Lime, yes or no? Yes. Okay. It's just a different color citrus fruit. I don't know what the hell is the problem. <laughs> okay. No, it's not okay. Let's just, I'll throw my computer out the toilet. You'll throw your computer out the toilet. And now you're coming after my words. <laughs> you're coming after my, my flavor thoughts and now you're coming after my words. Can wor- I go now? Yeah, sure. Let's, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. You mean the big shoes? More like Birkenflocks uh, sheeple. It's a very comfortable, sensible sandal. Yeah, you're right. I do like Provides a lot of support. Yeah, I know. Unlike you right now in this moment. (laughs) Yeah, Birkenstocks are pretty good. I like a light. I used to, you know me, I used to roll with some big clunker uh, sandals that you would hear me clomping down. I wore sandals almost every day. Well, when it was warm in college, I would not dress uh college sort of formal i would roll roll up in my flip-flops uh any day where i possibly could shorts and flip-flops and my my advisor would always hear me coming down the hallway and like yell at me from down the hallway because he could hear like the you know the flipping and the flopping yeah nobody flips or flops louder than griffin yeah i like to let the people know i was gonna ask you if you've ever known anybody to call them something different Flip-flops? For example, like thong? a thong th- a uh, thong sandal. I have heard that, yeah. But then um, I guess in like uh, early thousands, um, Cisco, the uh-huh. rapper, invented a new kind of underwear. And this one is, <laughs> you know how your butt gets covered up most of the time by your underwear? Yes. He said no to that. Oh. Yeah. Sounds scandalous. I got sand. I got sandcastles <laughs> down in here. Um, you like these? I, I feel do. like I have to run them by you now before. <laughs> I don't have a lot of sandcastle experience. I mean, we used to go to Myrtle Beach, and um, you know, with the with the family, we would make our little sandcastles. We make the moats. I I always got my brothers got very excited about making sandcastles. I always got way more into irrigation. <laughs> which i think says a lot about me it but does. like if there was a faucet on the beach i would you know make a little canal that would run down mm-hmm. see if i could get the water all the way down to the ocean or at the very least to fill up the moat with you know mm-hmm. fresh water not seawater so it could be sort of a more comfortable swimming experience for the mm-hmm. sand king and sand queen mm-hmm. <laughs> that's beautiful i didn't go to a beach until i was in middle school uh-huh. and at that point i i feel like i kind of passed my my sandcastle days oh that's not true you can make a sandcastle anytime i'd make one it's did, probably gonna be too hot out did you guys use the like sanctioned oh, yeah. sandcastle molds from the government yeah uh <laughs> we would go to you know wings or one of those places like the beach supply stores got the got the molds and would use them i, I could freehand it but also incorporating sort of mixed media, getting some shells or like a, um, like a, you know, a foot, foot that I found on the beach. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what I like? Huh? 
beach towels. Beach towels are so good. We need big, eight more. Big old beach towels. Yeah. Big, soft. For some reason, they're like, they're better than regular towels. <laughs> you started to slip into Amy's landlord again there. Big, soft. <laughs> bigger than a regular towel. Amy, your towels are too big. Um, they're ruining a washer and a dryer too. You cannot wash and dry these motherfuckers. We they're gotta so get that. Big. <laughs> I shouldn't have conjured him again. I wasn't ready. <laughs> they are too big to wash and dry, and that's the facts. Uh, it's a real, it's a real shame because oh, which leads me to another thing: when you air dry something and it smells super good, oh, that's from good the sunshine too. dry. Can we talk about the best beach towel that we own? Okay. It's the one from Bucky's. Oh, the Bucky's which one. Is a, uh, That's a, a another Texas, summertime a, thing. I think Bucky's counts. Yeah, Bucky's is a. Is it Texas only? No, I think they have them in Oklahoma too. Oh, okay. Well, Bucky's is a, a gas station. But if imagine a gas station if it was also Costco, but it, instead of uh, you know Swedish furniture, it was gas station stuff. So candies and chips and snacks and pre- they have like foods. their own branded products. Yes, including the biggest beach towel ever. It's amazing. Yes, summer movies, like These. action movies. Yeah. So I was I I, I wrote this down and it, what sprung to mind. I had a few that sprung to mind. Goofy movie is like absolutely. Um, oh, are you? So you're talking about movies about summer? I mean, movies about summer, movies that are summer blockbusters, okay. movies that have. I think The Goonies for me has kind of like a summertime yeah, adventure vibe. Sure. I think it extends out beyond just like when it came out. I mean, uh, most Will Smith movies pre uh, and including iRobot, but no further. I think definitely, definitely are going to get you there. Um, <sighs> I feel like the summer blockbuster is mostly like the domain of like the the Marvel movie or whatever nowadays. Isn't that like the Jurassic Park films? Don't they usually come out in the summer? Uh, the new Jurassic World I think just came out or is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I this is a show about wonderful things okay. that we're very excited about. That are things that make us really sad. Um, and other summertime movies. What do you got? You got one that you watch every summer. It just gets you in the summertime mood. Oh, a lot of those like summer camp horror movies. Ooh, yeah. And then, of course. um, Oh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. That's a good one. Summer TV. Only one thing springs to mind. It's pretty terrible. Except for. And again, it's not TV that comes out in the summer. Summertime TV, for me, there's one name in the biz. And that is, of course... The Disney Channel show from the late 90s, Bug Juice. Oh, my gosh. Rachel and I watched... We need to keep watching Bug Juice. So this this was after my time, I think, because I am not familiar with it. Griffin had to show it to me on the YouTube. Yes, which is, I think, the only place you can find it. This was a docu-series, real-world style, about a summer camp that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. Uh, and it starred real, real kids, like young, fairly young kids, like a master chef junior aged tweens, uh, go into this summer camp up in like Maine or something like that. And you got interviews with them before they, you know, traveled to go to this summer camp. You got to know them and then you got to see them meet each other and have all these adventures and experiences. And then you had got to see them like leave and say goodbye and have these tearful goodbyes. That show, man. It's powerful stuff. I mean, summer vacation too, right? We don't really get those anymore, and that's a real dang shame. 
Yeah. Although I feel like I'm always aware of summer and I still think of the start of the year as the school year. Me too. And I don't think that's ever going to go away. Yeah. I think that's always going to be the case. Um, I would always get so, I mean, this is an obvious one. If you're in school, summer owns bones. It's basically the best thing ever. If we were doing this show when we were 17 years old, every episode would have a summer segment dedicated to it. And that's wild that that kind of stops being true after a while. But um, summer vacation, though. Trips. Big trips? Uh, didn't you go to like the like Mount Rushmore with or the Grand no. Canyon? No. What did you? Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Silver Dollar City. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, yes. And so this thing about growing up in the Midwest, you can't just like drive a few hours to a beach. Uh, so we, we did Chicago, uh, Silver Dollar City, as mentioned. And then our, our flights tended to be towards historical locations. Uh, we went to Colonial Williamsburg one year. Uh, we went to Toronto to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Hell yeah. Uh, we did, we actually did do Disney World, Universal Studios. We did Vegas one year. Got to see Penn and Teller. Nice. Um, I think that's the bulk of them in New York. Oh, summertime destination. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the only beach I went to, as I mentioned earlier, was Virginia Beach. That is so wild to me because we just alternated between like Myrtle Beach and like Clearwater, Florida, basically every other year. Do you always drive? Yes. I have to imagine when you have that many kids, it gets very expensive to fly. Yeah. But the expense of being in a car with five human beings for 13 hours exceeds sort of <laughs> monetary consideration. And it sort of starts to bleed into, uh, I don't actually, you know what? That's bullshit. I can't complain. I have Pokemon. I literally had a 13 hour block of to play Pokemon and like 16 AA batteries that I had bought the day before. <laughs> and I was like, good to go. What did your brothers do? Uh, you know, fought. <laughs> I mean, they would listen to a book on tape or Travis would have a Xanth book that he would be reading. Um, I don't know what that is. That's fine. I'm not going to explain <laughs> okay. it. And, uh, you know, Justin would just sit out the window, pensive looking, sit out the window. Yeah, Justin would roll down the window and do stunts, uh, Teen Wolf style. Did you guys have the van with the captain's chairs? Uh, yes. Okay, Although I good. got the back seat. Yeah. Uh, no, it which makes was sense nice. Uh, I, I would also sort of lay a pillow against the window and fall asleep within about 11 seconds because, uh, I don't know how I was capable of doing that. You're, and you're like the best road trip buddy. I was a real good road trip buddy. My my parents did not need to worry about me. <laughs> and then bratwurst. So I think that's all of it. Oh. Now, here's the thing. If you had to stack all the sausages against each other. Oh, don't make me. Please don't make me do this. Please, would you? Baby, baby, please don't make me do this. For example, I guess I don't know enough about sausages because I don't know what the difference is between a bratwurst and a kielbasa, for example. Well, is this like a square is a rectangle rectangle? No, I think it's a different okay. it's a different meat, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't know, a bratwurst is like the light, the light sausage. It's like gray, you know? Uh-huh. And I don't know what makes it gray, but I think it's a different meat and different <laughs> stuff in there. But it's got its own. I had a bratwurst for the first time at a Cincinnati Reds game when I was like 10 years old. And I was like, oh, damn, this is bratwurst? Shit, I got to get this everywhere. And I didn't have another good one until the next time I went to the Cincinnati Reds baseball game. That's not true. Weirdly, in West Virginia, for like 
six months, McDonald's sold them. Oh my gosh. And I would get I them there I thought you were going to say there was a Bratwurst Festival, which I would have believed. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. For those who don't understand that reference, Huntington has more food-based festivals per capita, <laughs> including Chili Fest, Hot Dog Fest, Rib Fest. Uh, I'm forgetting a lot of fests. Um, but yeah, the Bratwurst. Uh, I see. I don't think I really like Bratwurst. Okay. Well. It's a lot of snap. I'm going to buy up all the freaking bratwurst. I'm going to buy up all the bloodlight orange. I'm going to make you watch me <laughs> eat and drink myself into You know what oblivion. I mean about the snap, though? When you buy in and there's like a snap. To yeah, bratwurst. bratwurst got that. Ooh, I don't like it. Oh, okay. I like a hot dog where it's just like it's the same it experience. It acquiesces to your teeth instantly. <laughs> I want to work for mine. See, this is a big difference between you and me. I don't want to work for my food. Yeah. I want it delivered to me immediately. Well, here's the situation. I'll chew it up and baby bird it right down to you. And then maybe you'll start to be enthusiastic about the foods I'm enthusiastic about. This has been a really weird episode. Yeah, it has. Like I knew it was going to be weird and structureless and the, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, scattershot because we didn't have time to really prep it. But, um, I think it turned out even stranger than the sum of its parts. And that's not bragging like, oh, we're so weird. It's me saying like, Wow, that one really got out of hand. <laughs> uh, we, of course, appreciate iTunes reviews, but hey, if you don't like this episode, please. we'll be back next week. <laughs> Do we have any listener submissions? You know, we got a few. So, uh, there's a guy here named Doug, and he says Bratwurst. That's weird. Uh, Susan says Bratwurst. Mike like <laughs> orange. This is the weirdest thing, babe. Josh says, my submission is the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor? It's a great documentary on the life of Mr. Rogers and his TV show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is where the show was shot and where Fred Rogers is from. And it reminded me of my childhood and growing up with Mr. Rogers. I cried so hard, but I left the theater with a large smile. I think we've talked about this definitely on the show Yeah, I uh, saw the trailer before. for it. It's not out here in Austin yet, though. I'm jealous of all these people that have already seen it. All these damn Pittsburghians. <laughs> These Candace Pittsburghians. <laughs> so dumb. Haley says, uh, a thing that's wonderful is when you're getting gas and you manage to stop pumping on a whole number. It's just a little thing, but it's so satisfying. Once gas was two fifty a gallon and I managed to stop the pump at exactly four gallons, costing exactly $10. It had no real bearing on the rest of my day, but it made me happy and I took a picture before I left. I <laughs> love that. Do you remember the commercial that was like the perfect pump? No. The guy like pumps like twenty dollars worth of gas, like everybody on the gas station stops and it's like the perfect pump. <laughs> what was Still it? can't remember Rachel's phone number off the top of my head. I always have to look at it from like from my phone contacts page, but I remember the perfect what pump. What was that commercial advertising? Just like gas? <laughs> no, it wouldn't have been gas. Um I don't remember, but I remember that. The perfect pump. So stupid. Alex says, This is extremely specific, but my latest wonderful thing. <laughs> My latest wonderful thing is cleaning bones. I'm a zoo archaeologist, so a lot of that. Pa I sorry, let me introduce a more pregnant pause in there. My favorite thing uh, is uh, cleaning bones. <laughs> I'm a zoo archaeologist. So a lot of my day is spent cleaning dirt and sand off of animal bones, and there's something so satisfying and pleasing about removing a thick amount of soil and uncovering the recognizable bone underneath. This must be, t like, really agonizing work for the people doing it, but I feel like for spectators, when you see, like, oh a... Gosh, yes. When you see, like, a trailer for, like, this new History Channel special of, like, we found this Apatosaurus, and it's got fucking skin, what's up? 
for us, the observers, what you must understand to archaeologists is the smaller the tool is that I see you using to clean out this dinosaur, the happier it makes me. Yes. If I see somebody with like a toothpick that they just got from a Shoney's and I see them digging out uh, an eight mile <laughs> wide, uh, like Velocir or T-Rex skeleton from the ground, they call them fossils sometimes. I'm like, oh, that's going to take them so long. Now you're talking primarily about paleontologists. Yeah. I mean, I will say anytime animal. anyone says to me that they have interest in archaeology, I just immediately picture them dusting off bones. Yeah, uh, which I mean, cleaning out a bowl is fine too, but bones is so hard. Mm. Bones is hard work. Do you think there's beef there of like, you know, archaeologists like cleaning bowls is pretty tough. And somebody's like, I cleaned out a stegosaurus's butt yesterday. It took me 400 hours and I used my pinky nail (laughs) the whole time. You got any more? No, that's the last one. Oh, great. So that's our show. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with a regular episode next week. Thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. There's lots of great shows on there. There's a new show coming out called Bubble. Bubble is coming out really soon. Me and Justin and Travis did some voices on an episode you can hear. Yeah, if you're looking for a narrative podcast on Max Fun with a kind of a sci-fi quality. It is Bubble. This will do you. Yeah, they've been working really hard on it for a long time, and uh, we're all really excited that it's uh, finally going to be available for you to listen to. Um, thank you also to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. If you want to check out other McElroy-related products, yes. you can go to McElroyShows.com. That is true. Please do that. And I think that's it. And just one thing I want to leave you all with. And it's a real sentiment from the bottom of my heart. You might think it's BS, but I really mean it. Have a great summer. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. We've all made mistakes in book club, right? You drink a little too much. You don't actually read the book. And if you're under the bubble in Fairhaven, your individual will get subsumed by the collective. Hey, maybe I just let him go and whip us up some guac. We We do do not require guac. We require only nutrients and expansion. You will become Book Club. You will eat, pray, and love with us. Join Book Club. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble. Bubble.